Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Run That Down. It's me, Tyrese, joining y'all solo tonight. Uh, everybody else is kind of busy. But here celebrating Knicks win. Eight straight from the Knicks as they win 118-103 against the Utah Jazz. A lot of heroes abound, as Clyde was saying in this game. Um, positives all around. I think it has to start with Dante DiVincenzo. Great game from him. Career high nine threes, 33 points, five rebounds, four assists, four steals, and a block. Absolutely frenetic game from him. A lot of energy, a lot of poise. It's great to see good things from him. Jalen Brunson, of course, doing, doing what he does. 29 points, nine rebounds, no turnovers, as well as a block. Um, really good to see him once again cement his all-star status. Uh, reserves, get, reserves get announced Thursday, so he should be making that fairly simply. Good to see him. Preston Sachua had an 18-point game tonight, which is something I did not think I would be saying tonight, but 8 of 13 from the field. Didn't hit any threes, but 18 points, five rebounds, and assists, two blocks. Again, really promising game from him, filling in that backup four role for OG Ananobi very nicely. And Josh Hart, triple-double for Josh Hart, 10, 10 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds, two steals, two blocks. He did say earlier in the postgame that he would want a triple-double tonight, and he was able to get a triple-double. So good to see him. Isaiah Hartenstein, 14 points, 12 rebounds. Again, just honestly, really positive game all around. Um, not many negatives to really talk about. Just a good old-fashioned drubbing of a bad team. And honestly, the Knicks win eight straight. <laughs> it's it's an infectious time. It's a really good time to be a Knicks fan. And I, I wish I had more words to express my excitement, but I'm just really excited to see this stuff. So... Let's get to comments. Shout out Kyle Sexton for waking up the Knicks. Even Breen was like, bro, how are you chirping when you just shot 10% last night? Yeah, that was kind of weird. And the Knicks kind of came out flat, which granted back-to-back, um, you expect that to happen. But Colin Sexton was acting like he's been here before, and he has not. So it was kind of weird to see him play the way he did to start off on Brunson. Um did not work out. The Knicks, they went down nine early, and then they tied it up, and then they ended the quarter, I think, up five. So I think that shows that Colin Sexton fucked around and found out. I love how Jazz players play stupid and aggressive, and aggressive defense on Brunson, and they're shocked that they get foul calls. I'm just shocked when you throw yourself around and they don't let it go. They played Brunson a lot more physical than I think most teams would. Chris Dunn is a really good defender. And Colin Sexton can get after it defensively, not um, just with his frame and his stockiness. So they like really tried to put some pressure on him, tried to get the ball out of his hands. They were running box and one to start the game, which is nuts. But granted, like he is realistically their only creator, so they got to try. They tried to get him in a position where he did not have the ball in his hands. So aggressive coverage from them, but they were able to make it work. Which is good to um again good for the Knicks and great game for the Jazz. They just couldn't execute. 
I, for one, do not want any player from the squad or more than <laughs> let to Danny Age while knowing mediocrity because Lorian Sexton fucked up his Wemby tank. Um, I'm not a really big fan of anybody on the Jazz. Uh, I think Clarkson is okay, but I really wouldn't want him or his contract for next year. And Colin Sexton, I just... Eh. Like, he had a good game, but another 6-1 PG is not something I'm really looking forward to. So the Knicks are just dive Villanova to you now? Okay. I mean, if they want to win multiple championships and be a blue blood program, which I would consider Villanova to be at this point, I'm not complaining. I'll take it. This is the best Knicks team since 94, bar none. To get this team healthy in Brogdon, I have some feelings of what they can get to in the playoffs. I think you can argue this team can legitimately make the conference finals, and there's an outside shot at the finals right now. I think this team is the second best team in the conference. I think they're better than Philadelphia. I think they're better than Milwaukee. I think they're better than the Heat. If they're healthy and if they're able to get that backup ball handler who can kind of spell Brunson, um, I don't really see a team. Like It's going to be hard to beat this team four times in a playoff series if Brunson is playing the way Brunson is playing now and Rando can give you anything in the playoffs and the level of shooting and depth and defense that they have. It's just hard to beat. Um, I think the only thing that may have a chance is Boston. And even still, Boston has a certain play style where they're like, they get really jumper happy. And the Knicks, I've never seen the Knicks get jumper happy. Um, and if it does, if they do, it's rare. I don't think the Knicks are going to be a team that gets jumper happy. I think they're going to pound the paint and pound the paint and pound the paint. And you saw it tonight where it's, even though they're giving up size advantages, you just see Josh Hart driving. You see Dante DiVincenzo driving. You see Jalen Brunson driving, and they're just trying to get to the paint and spray it out. Like, they stick to the game plan regardless of personnel on the court, which is sometimes a detriment, but most of the times it's a positive because you know the game plan. And they're going to lower that shoulder, and they're going to get to the rim. And in a series against Boston, that might be something that might swing the tide. So we'll see what happens there. The Knicks might be the third best team in the NBA. Yeah, I honestly think there's a case. I mean, I think they're top five right now for sure. I think you have Boston, you have the the Nuggets, the Clippers. And then after that, it's probably the Knicks. The Thunder maybe you could throw in there, but I think they can be better than the Thunder. I don't know if the game in the Garden coming up will prove it because Julius will be out, but I think this Knicks team right now is probably at least on that level of the Thunder, if not a little better. Credit to the front office for somehow managing to make the team better three out of four years in a row. Um, there was a segment on WFAN earlier where they talked about how the Knicks have the best management in the city right now, and between them and the Rangers, which ironically are two James Dolan old teams, uh, I think it's hard to argue with that. I think the Knicks are just being ran at a very high level right now. The roster is loaded. They still have all their picks. They've managed to sign value contracts in free agency with limited resources. They've managed to turn negative contracts into positive assets. Mind you, like the Kemba Walker deal, the um, Nerlens Noel deals, they were able to get out of those and sign Jalen Brunson as a result. I think this team right now is just like has the foundation for something special. They've laid the groundwork already. They've managed to put themselves in situations where they've gotten superstar level talent on 
home um, home discount deals and they have about 18 months before they have to start paying guys again serious money but in that moment like the Knicks are loaded for now and for the future and they clearly have a move in them if not multiple moves in them which again I don't think I've I've ever been able to say as a Knicks fan in my lifetime like the Knicks have multiple avenues of becoming a contender and they're already a contender. Josh Hawkins had 10 points, 10, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, triple-double. Yep, I mean, his energy was infectious. Um, and I think in these moments when you have guys like Randall and OG out, the fact that you're able to get guys who are able to do a little bit more is incredibly important like Dante DiVincenzo is usually a spot-up shooter within the offense but tonight he was able to just do stuff as a driver he was able to do stuff as a facilitator he was able to do stuff as a creator and while that's normally not his role the fact that he's able to take those role take that role on like a night-to-night basis it need be is incredibly important for playoff level aspirations you see in the playoffs all the time like role players usually will have a game. I think Dante DiVincento has proven himself with his shooting prowess, his ability to score the basketball off ball, on the ball. He can legitimately swing a game. He can swing a series with his shooting. And Josh Hart, if you want to win in the margins, Josh Hart is your example. You saw it in the Cleveland series last year where they just destroyed teams, him and Mitch, when they were on the court together. And Josh Hart was the reason why that team was able to come away in game four, was able to put it away in game five. So, like, you have guys like that who you can win in the margins with. It's incredibly necessary to make deep championship runs. And, again, those guys swing series. I'm precious filled. I think I might be there, too. And maybe this is, like, part of the good stretch that like a lot of fans from Miami and Toronto have talked about, but I also think Tibbs is like a big man whisperer and he's just able to get the most out of paint bound bigs. I mean, first of the shoe is not a shooter and by any stretch of the imagination, but he does do stuff well around the rim. And I feel like he's been leaving a lot of stuff there on the table over his career. But I think Tom Dibbler teaches big guys fundamentals. And I think, Precious in his weird and almost geriatric and awkward kind of way is somehow making it work. So I might be Precious built. He's inc- he's way more versatile than I thought he was, especially defensively, because he can just play a bunch of different coverages. And he's not the best rim protector, but he's able to get it done um, rim protection-wise. Like, he can play the five, he can play the four defensively, he can guard guards, he can guard wings, you can put him on bigs as well, and he he's able to battle. Now, offensively, like, you're missing some stuff there, but if he's just able to finish around the basket, then his ceiling is pretty decent for, like, a rotation-level big. The New York Knicks gave up 110 or more exactly one time in the month of January. That should absolutely be impossible in this economy. I think the Knicks are the best defense in the NBA right now. I think it's between them and Milwaukee, realistically. Uh, and it's not just OG, even though OG has a big part in the reason why the Knicks defense is good, but like they just have so much more switchability now. 
Like they just have a lot more guys who are able to just do stuff offensively or defensively rather, and they're able to generate events and they're able to throw length onto guys. I think the main problem with the Knicks roster beforehand was that they weren't really lengthy. Like you had Josh Hart and RJ and Quicken. It's like these guys will compete and battle, but they won't use their length. And you have Precious Ishua now who's like 6'9 with a 7'2 wingspan. And then OG is 6'8 with a 7'2 wingspan. And it's like these guys just have length now. There's significantly more length defensively, and you can see it in you can see it in how this team's able to compete and battle. Leon Rose is the executive of the year, no question. I mean, they're probably gonna give it to Sam Presti because the Thunder will just come out of nowhere. But I feel like realistically it should be Leon. Um they're gonna make a deadline deal. Uh, swinging the trade for OG and Anobi, signing Dante DiVincenzo, um, pressure, turning Precious to chew into a legitimate rotation caliber big, whatever they do at the deadline this year. I think he has an argument, and I feel like realistically he has – he's had an argument the last couple of years. Like he had an argument last year, and then he had an argument his first year, and I kind of feel like he should win it at some point. Because if you keep putting together these seasons where you just keep getting margin on the values, sorry, value on the margins like this, I don't see why he hasn't won it yet. I don't see how he's not a multiple-time winner. Like, that 2021 team had no right being a home playoff team. Um, Last year's team had no right being as good as they were especially with the Josh Hart acquisition signing Jalen Brunson. And I think they got docked because it was tampering, quote unquote. But like the moves that they've made the last couple of years, the way they've been able to finagle um, draft picks and the way they've been able to get so much value off of deals that you don't think there would be value. is just something that is an impressive feat. And it shows the level of dedication and craft that Leon Rose has been able to accumulate in his time in New York. and. I can't say enough about him. The guy has just been a godsend for a franchise that desperately needed one. Updated standings. Knicks in sole possession of third place. 1.5 games behind Milwaukee. The Knicks could be looking at the two seed going into the All-Star break. And I don't think it's a surprise anyone. Um, They have just been on fire. Uh, Again, 14 out of 16 now. Uh, you're looking at the Blazers tomorrow for the Bucks. You're looking at the Mavericks. There's a chance. There's a legitimate chance the Knicks could be looking at the two seed. And they, they don't have a light schedule. Um, they, I believe they go on a road trip. So they're going to play. They're going to play some hard teams too. They play the Nuggets again. They play the Suns. They play the, the Jazz. They play the Mavericks, so there's there's an opportunity for the Knicks to really sneak their way to the, a top two seed and be fighting for it down the stretch. However, at 13 points and 16 shots, we stay winning. Yes, hitter agenda is always thriving and flourishing, and we love to see it. Dante, Steph. <laughs> I mean... Hey, I've never seen Steph score like that in the garden. I don't care about the 54 points. That doesn't exist to me. Um, truth be told, yeah. 
Dante's one year like excursion Golden State was huge for him while while he rehabbed from his um ankle injuries and such. He just looks so confident out there, and the fact that he played in the Golden State Warriors system, you get you were able to see like how he's able to use his body to move around and the energy that he plays with and the motor that he has. Uh, he's just been a valued pickup, and you can see that he's doing things that I feel like he's learned in that system. Like the ability to just shoot from four point range is not something he really had coming into the league, and he was able to develop it. And I think he started to develop it with Steph Curry, with Klay Thompson, with Jordan Poole in that system. I think he was able to develop like more of a pull-up shooting bag, more of a being able to kick out of drives and being able to cut and flash when need be. Um, that year that he had was really huge. And the fact that he's like fully healthy now after his injuries, he stepped in the playoffs a couple of years ago. I think you're seeing the very complete version of Dante DiVincenzo which is I mean he has an argument to be a top 100 player like elite shooter very good event generator on defense who could like hold his own defensively he could do a little bit of everything pass shoot dribble um that's just a guy that you'll keep around for a while and that's a guy that again I've said it before but the Knicks have just assembled a bunch of guys who can win you games and you're seeing it tonight where the Knicks don't have one of their better offensive pieces. They don't have their best defensive piece and they're still able to win games because guys are able to step up like that. Another no-show by Mitch Randall and OG. Yeah, those guys clearly, clearly um, do not. They don't care enough, apparently. They don't have that dog in them. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. This pressure's actually good. He might be. He might be, or maybe I'm just buying the Kool-Aid, but uh, he might be good. Some of the decisions Clarkson had tonight were insanely bad. I think that team is just kind of checked out. I think if you're Clarkson, you know you might be getting moved. Um, Yeah, I, I, but then again, like that's kind of how he's played his entire career, where like he could put the ball in the basket Maybe not the most effectively, but he can do that. And you kind of live with the decision-making, which is why he slots in really well as a sixth man. But yeah, that that was rough tonight. You know what's painful to Utah getting torched by a white guy? <laughs> Listen here, Michael Jordan of Delaware is not just your average white guy, okay? He untucks his jersey like Kyrie, and he has hops. That hell out of stuff streams crazy. I'm trying. I'm broke, but I got enough to say get the likes up. I appreciate you, Brian Benjamin. Thank you for the two dollars in super chat. Um, all the support in the world matters, and we appreciate every bit of it. When you factor in how nice this contract is, is DDV someone you have to keep out of a potential deal for a star? I mean, it's gonna be hard to deal him. I think, ultimately speaking, if you're set on Brunson, OG, and Randall as your core, um, putting aside Randall's playoff performances, I think if you're set with that as your core and you're going to always have a paint bomb big, 
he's the spot you need to upgrade on, but I probably wouldn't trade him just because like I still think he could be valuable playing 20, 22 minutes a night. So I wouldn't trade him. Um, I think if you were to trade a guy, you probably would trade Hart just because he makes $18 million and whatever you could get for like wherever you would get for 40, so just say Brogdon and then like Hart and that gives you 40 plus million to really deal with. So I don't know if they would trade DDV. I think they would probably trade Hart. Um, I just think DDV is just super useful. So I probably wouldn't go there yet. The end isn't getting the award because he doesn't talk to me. That that actually might be true. Thibodeau and Obi Toppin ahead of the matchup versus Indiana. He was a very popular player here. We loved having it, but I think there's always depreciation for former Nick players, him being from New York. Tom Thibodeau was lying with every with every word he said in the sentence, by the way. <laughs> He's absolutely lying. Midi was really trying to argue the Hawks and Knicks were the same caliber team. The Hawks gas this offseason was just insane. And I never got it because I think people forgot the roster was still bad. Um, they traded John Collins. People were acting like, oh my God, they got rid of the problem. And the problem is an entire team lacks talent. Like Sadiq Bey is a fringe rotation player. Like they assembled the team of fringe rotation players, two guards that don't fit in a front court that stays hurt or is aging quickly. I mean, they extended Neko on Kongwu. They paid Clint Capella. They gave DeAndre Hunter uh, four for 90 around that mark. Sadiq Bey wasn't that good. I think Jalen Johnson is promising, but he still needs a couple. He still needs a couple, couple seasons really to maybe get into him, get into his groove. Like, and Johnson Richards doesn't fit with the roster, so I never understood why that team was seen as such a, such as like a sleeping giant or like a fringe can, um, a fringe contender to like make the Eastern Conference semifinals. I think people just really like Quinn Snyder, but I don't think Quinn Snyder is really going to do anything for that roster. I don't know. I just I was never a fan. Swin was, and I never got it from him. I bet the under. Grimes said the game was the craziest thing that happened. Like he died on the court. I mean, this is the same guy who ate a nasty screen from Bam and then was able to get back and steal the ball from Jimmy Belter to end um, game five, I believe. So, I mean, you know, he has a dog in him. Look at these free agent signs about the Nixon recent years. Brustin, DiVincenzo, Randall, Hartenstein, Trace, and then Obi-Wan accumulated a ton of pictures. Joe Show and better be taking notes. They get best, I think, best management in New York City, bar none. Bar none. The Knicks allowed 120.4. They allowed just 100.1 in January. That's the largest drop in PPG allowed, minus 24.7 from one month to the next in NBA history. Minimum 10 games each month. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I mean, defense has been insane. Um, very promising. Again, turning the program is thriving right now when we are all grateful. He didn't like his hit nothing about Obi's game. That's true. That's true. 
What tips do you want to say about Obi? <laughs> it sucks in his charm and ultra saw. Have fun being the eighth big man on your team, you bum. I mean, we I don't know how many Obi minutes we're gonna see. Uh granted he had that game winner, so maybe he gets some time tonight, but Yep. Uh I will be rooting against him. I think we all know that. Think about Gordon Hayward right now. He's hurt. As much as I would love him, he's hurt. And I don't think the Knicks are going to really invest in somebody who's hurt. Six players have made 100 threes and at least 42% from three this season. Two of them play for the Knicks, which is Jalen Brunson and Dante DiVincenzo. Best shooting backcourt in the league. Um, And I don't think it's really close. Like, they are both high-volume shooters who are hyper-efficient. Um... And that's hard to find. I think a lot of times you'll see like one guy shooting around 38% and maybe one guy shooting like 42%, but like it's rare to get both 40% shooters. And you can tell when they need offense, they can get it. And the unrolls of the year. Again, I think he has a legitimate argument. And I feel like if this isn't the year for it to happen, then I don't know. Well, see, I don't know why more people aren't open to that. Not saying he's our savior, but he's six eight and can shoot, attack closeouts, and hit tough shots in the half court. Uh, Khan is doing nasty Gordon Hayward propaganda right now, and while I respect it and I advocate for it, tonight's not the night for it, dude. He got time tonight to mix the big three. Yeah, that's Obi Toppin coming up small. Obi Toppin came off small when you need him the most. Good old-fashioned 11 points and 11 shots. That's the Obi Toppin I know. Dante DiVincenzo was the 10th player in our database with 9 plus 3 pointers and 4 plus steals in a single game with the good Steph Curry and DM Little, Clay Thompson and Vince Carter. Yeah, a bunch of influential black men and Dante DiVincenzo taking his rightful place amongst them. We love to see it. But yeah, honestly, just like good vibes all around from the Knicks. Uh, very promising. Very promising stretch they've been on. We do play Indiana on Thursday. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be a challenge to see whether or not they get to nine straight. I think they have a legitimate chance. I think Tyrese Halliburton's on a minutes restriction right now. He only played 25 minutes tonight. But it will be very interesting to see how they're able to play um, the new look Pacers with Pascal Siakam recently joining the squad and their hypercharged offense. So, yeah, I need the Knicks to just beat the Bricks off Indiana Thursday to be a cathartic experience. I think if they beat Indiana, I think they can probably win the next two as well. And I think the next two are against the Lakers and I'm forgetting the other team. If they beat the Pacers, they play the Lakers on Saturday, and then they would play the Grizzlies on Tuesday. And I think there's a very real chance they're winning both of those games. So I can see this getting pretty, pretty high. The Knicks could legitimately get to like 11 or 12 win straight. So it'd be very interesting to see how the Knicks are able to come out on Thursday. Uh, but that'll be it for the run down tonight. Um, great bobs all around. Really positive win. Go Nova, go Knicks.